everyone, welcome to today's podcast where we're going to talk about getting motivated to lose weight. Hey, what everyone's thinking about because you're thinking about losing weight all the time, but are you motivated to actually do the things that cause you to lose weight? So before we get into the motivation to lose weight, though, we need to zoom out a little bit and recognize that the amount of motivation you need to lose weight is also dependent on how difficult the strategy you're going to follow to lose weight is. Does that make sense? So give me, let me give you an example. Let's just pick some extreme examples of weight loss. Let's say, you know, a thousand calories a day, um, complete and total keto, no carbs, no sugar, just real intense shifts in your eating. Well, that's a difficult thing to do. That's a, that's a hard thing to jump into. So it's a big barrier to entry energetically and, and motivationally. So if you want to get really fast, amazing results in the shortest amount of time possible, you're going to have to take the most extreme action. So that's a high level of commitment and energy, which is going to require a tremendous amount of motivation. Okay. So this is important because this is what most people are subconsciously doing. And it's the only option they give themselves that if I want to get motivated to lose weight, I'm going to need a tremendous amount of motivation because it's really difficult. I have to willpower myself to reach in every day and stay focused and, you know, really take action and keep myself moving the direction I want to. So in that situation, you need a ton of motivation, but there is an alternative and we're going to talk about how to get motivation regardless of which one. But, but the other alternative is that we don't jump in to, overcorrection to a thousand calories a day to water fasting to no carbs at all and instead we start to make smart strategic approaches and changes to your diet and lifestyle that are going to move you in the direction you want to go in and it may seem like a slower path but it's also a lot easier and so in that scenario we don't need as much motivation because well let's just say for example strategically you say you know what i'm going to work on my worst eating habit let's just say your worst eating habit is eating after dinner and so you say, you know what, I want to lose weight, so I'm going to focus on not eating after dinner or eating less after dinner, okay? And so that compared to eating no carbs, 1,000 calories, you know, any of these other extreme things is a lot easier. And so now we don't need as much motivation. So I leave it up to you which path you want to follow, right? We'll, we'll get to the motivation in a second, but I think this is the first question a lot of people don't really ask themselves. Uh, is that, you know, which strategy you're going to follow, which path you're going to follow is going to require different amounts of motivation to follow. Okay. That being said, let's talk about motivation itself, regardless of which path you take. How do you get yourself from kind of thinking about weight loss all the time to actually doing things that are going to make you lose weight? That's the motivation piece. And when it comes to motivation, it really comes down to two forces, pain and pleasure. And I think what most people do is they kind of rely on pain uh, and spontaneous pain is that where, you know, just randomly you step on the scale and you say, that is it. You see a picture of yourself. You say, oh my God, I can't believe I'm that big. That is it. I've got to do this thing. Um, you know, got to go to the doctors and that triggers this. Again, we, we know what that feels like. And that's what most people base their motivation on this pain of not liking the body they're in and then saying, that is it. I've got to change this. Okay, fine. Right. That, that that's a good part of it. But you have to understand that your brain is a pleasure-seeking mechanism. And so to try and keep yourself just built around the pain is not going to work for most people. Because at some point, your brain says, forget it. This sucks. It's too painful. I don't want to keep doing this. Again, ask yourself the question, why have you stopped weight loss plans in the past? Right? You've been losing weight and you stop. Or you lost the weight and then you put the weight back on. So what goes on there? And usually what it is is people are tired of living in the pain of focusing on their weight and they now go back to the food. All right. So what we want to do is we want to get in the pattern of using pain and pleasure. 
during this process. And we want to use pain to help you make the decision to commit to your weight loss. And we want to use pleasure to carry it out. Uh, meaning we always want to have a pain kind of underneath us. And so for example, in my case, you know, my dad had died at 54 of a heart attack. So it, the pain of being overweight and being unhealthy is that I could die potentially at 54 of a heart attack. So that's the big pain that really motivates me to move forward. But I don't want to live in that pain all the time. Okay. So it's there and I can tap into it. But where I'm really at is I'm consistently in my mind focusing on the pleasure. And it's not just the pleasure of looking the way I want to look. It's the pleasure of being the person I want to be, living the way that I want to live my life, feeling the way that I want to feel. And so we want to use both pain and pleasure. And so it'll help you to sit down for a few minutes and really think about the current and future pain of the weight, physically, mentally, emotionally. What is the pain if you do not change this path you're on and you don't lose the weight now? And what will it be five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now? And going through that process is extremely motivating and eye-opening. But again, we don't want to build everything just around the pain. So we do that, and then we start asking questions about what is the pleasure. And you really put your mind into what would be the reality and the pleasure of being the person I want to be at the weight that I want to live at. And again, the more time you take to really connect to what that feeling would be, I would strongly recommend, if you haven't yet, get my hypnosis session, The New Thin Me. It's a free session I give you at programyourselfthin.com. And it will clarify and connect you to your goal, weight, and body, which will naturally create a sense of motivation for you. Okay. But once you get into the pleasure of that and really connect to who do you want to be, what weight do you want to live at, the more vivid you can make that, the more real you can kind of step into that reality, the more you connect to that pleasure. And what happens is we create kind of a propulsion system where we have the pain that's pushing us and we have the pleasure that's pulling us towards it. And so we have both of these that we're using strategically to motivate yourself to lose weight. And the more you focus on this pain and the pleasure especially, the more I think you're gonna feel this natural motivation start to move you in the direction you wanna go. And most importantly, you're gonna feel a sense of influence and control over your motivation. Because for a lot of people, their motivation is just very kind of spontaneous and unpredictable. You know, you're not sure why sometimes you're motivated and sometimes you're not. And as you start to understand this pain pleasure dynamic and intentionally start to manipulate it, you're gonna to start to gain a greater control over your motiv motivation um, so that you can get yourself motivated because once you are truly motivated, once you're raring to go, like really a high level of motivation, that does a lot of the heavy lifting for you. You know, it really does. What's the problem for a lot of people is they're not really motivated. And that is why they're struggling with the weight loss. That's a big part of it anyways. Um, certainly this is a strategy piece, but the motivation does a lot of the work. Once you're really truly motivated, it makes it a lot easier to follow that path to get the results you want, all right? So take a little bit of time and focus and think about the pain and especially the pleasure that you're moving towards. And I think you're gonna see that this feels a lot better, all right? Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I just need to send a quick message. My dog escaped during. <laughs> Hold on a second. You know what? Let me try this. Hold on one second. <laughs> yeah, Rachel says you need to find your wife. I want to talk about that one second. Hold on. Paula. Want a cookie? <laughs> All right. Here we are. Let's get to some questions. <laughs> Let's 
So funny, my dog. I got a dog that's smarter than I am. Um, yes. Yeah, you need to find your why. So Rachel says that, right? The why, that's the big one too, right? The, the why really is, that's another kind of motivation process you can use as well. Um, why you want to lose weight. It, it's kind of the three whys, the five whys, depending on how far you want to go down with it. But it, it kind of goes like this, like, why do I want to lose weight? And you start, you ask that. This is a good writing exercise, especially. Writing in and of itself, just by the way, if you um, if you do go, if you haven't yet, um, if you go to my bio and click that link and get that hypnosis session, one of the things that I just added to that whole thing is that uh, you can, I don't know, she's outside. Oh, she's in the yard. Um, is, is that you, you, I'll also give you this mindset program. It's a seven-day mindset program, um, but it's a lot of this. And it uses this process I call hypnotic writing, self-hypnotic writing. So if you if you write this stuff out, I think you'll find it's more, effective uh i don't know why i think sometimes we think in our head in the same pathways and writing sometimes is new pathways whatever but the why uh exercise is basically just sitting down just just very brainstormy kind of vibe uh where you say you know why do i want to lose weight and you write down whatever the reason whatever comes to your mind and then whatever that reason is why is that important to me and then why is that important to me and you go a couple levels deeper and this is a great way to kind of really identify what um the deeper motivations for you. But yeah, finding your why is really a huge part of the process. Um, user 907, why do I never get your notifications anymore? Um, I'm not sure which notifications you're referring to. Uh, on TikTok or on emails? If, if it's an email thing that you're not getting those, just shoot me an email at jim at programyourselfthin.com and uh, I will look into that for you and, and make sure. Sometimes things get marked as spam or just email addresses are a little screwy or whatever. But uh, yeah, just email me at jim at programyourselfthin.com if that's what you're talking about. If you're talking about like on, um, if you're talking about uh, on TikTok, I don't know, you know. Um, <laughs> Sarah says naughty dog. She is. She's a pain in the ass. I'm not lying. She's she's the cutest dog in the world, but she's like super smart and uh, almost a little too smart. <laughs> but yeah, that's what the thing is. I got my office and she. Uh, the door didn't close all the way so she can open it and she she escaped out and then she won't come in because we need to train her more anyways but uh yeah so if anyone has any questions feel free to ask them got a little bit of time here uh what are we doing yeah talking about motivation right motivation is always the thing and i always find like motivation for weight loss is one of those things people just assume they either are motivated or they're not but that's like a skill set you know it's one of the things that you can um develop you know, and get better at, uh, and program yourself. Then I kind of took you through the pain pleasure, kind of a, a high level version of it. Uh, but there's also, you know, um, the level two, which is intrinsic extrinsic motivation, uh, which is really, really important, you know? And, and I think understanding that just gives you more context to what motivation is. And I think a lot of people don't really know that. Um, Sarah says motivation consistency is something I'm working on. Yeah, for sure. Sure. It comes and goes a lot. I totally get that. And I think that you know, instead of just trying to force yourself a lot. Um, oh, I got, yeah, yeah, that's what I figured it mean. Um, the motivation does kind of come and go. And when it comes and goes a lot, what I like to do, part of me pays attention to, part of me pays attention to what, um, what's going on. Like when I feel motivated, because so, so it's like we do, right? We all feel this way. Sometimes we're motivated and sometimes we're not motivated, right? That, that's natural and normal. And I find what's helpful is that, when I feel motivated, I have a part of me saying, how do I feel motivated? Like, like, what am I, 
How does it feel physically? But most importantly is what am I saying to myself? How am I thinking about things? How am I thinking about food? How am I thinking about body? How am I thinking about my future, my health, when I'm motivated? And when I'm not motivated, I do the same thing. There's a little part of me not trying to change it, just saying, why, how do I feel? How do I not, how do I feel not motivated? Right? Because in my belief, there's, you're running these subconscious processes that are creating either motivation or not motivation. And the more you can understand those, the more you can have control over them. And so when I'm not feeling motivated, I recognize that I, I speak to myself very differently. I think about things very differently. And so understanding that gives me more control over it. So, so I hope that helps. But, but, but for Sarah, right? So in the early stages of this whole process, again, we're so used to with the weight loss thing, just like forcing ourselves to do, forcing ourselves to eat right, whether we want to or not. And, and don't get me wrong, there's always, there's always that aspect to weight loss. But I think where people really miss things is, and this is a hard thing to do because everyone's impatient, but if you were really patient, you realized that you don't really want to lose weight, you want to live at your goal weight. And when you start to realize this is a lifelong process, right? You know, you, you, you may not realize this, but most people with a diet or mindset think about weight loss, and you have a diet or mindset most likely if you're not in the program yourself, then most likely. Um, but as a diet or mindset, you think of weight loss as a temporary thing. What's up, Erica? Um, and if you think of it as a temporary thing, that is causing all kinds of problems for you. Um, but one of the big ones is that, again, you have this short-term time frame. And so if you're going to, well, I'm going to focus on losing weight, I'm going to do everything perfect. And there's no room for mistakes. There's no room for learning. You know, it's just doing the right thing. But if you back up a little bit and just relax and say, okay, I want to master this for the rest of my life. Um, when you feel not motivated, instead of just forcing yourself to eat the right thing, I find it's way more valuable to recognize, what do I say to myself? Well, what do I say to myself when I'm not motivated? Ah, who gives a shit? Who cares? It doesn't even matter anyways. I'm not going to lose the weight. Who cares? It doesn't, what's the matter? I, I, that's something I say to myself. So once I know that that's what I say to myself, see, because a lot of people, like there's a surface level say, I'm not motivated. I am motivated. I'm not motivated. I'm, I'm motivated, right? But there's things going on subconsciously. You're, you're almost following subconscious recipes to create the motivation or to create the not motivation. And so one, of, one aspect of that recipe is what you're saying to yourself. So if I'm in my head saying, ah, who gives a shit? It doesn't matter, you know? who cares it, you know whether i lose weight or not you know it's the same thing it, it really just doesn't matter at least when i'm you know at least i got the food and i can enjoy that right so if i start saying this to myself guess what i ain't gonna be too motivated or if i say uh you know no matter what i do nothing works nothing works i never lose weight anyways you know it's such a struggle it's always gonna be hard if that's what i'm saying to myself and you know you get if i don't realize that I'm, I'm not motivated well i have no control i'm powerless if I start to realize what I'm saying to myself, how I'm thinking, what I'm focusing on in order to create a state of not motivated, well, now I got something to work on because now when I realize I'm not motivated, I don't just feel like, no, no, I'm not motivated, right? Which is where a lot of people are at. Instead, now I know, oh, I'm not motivated. What am I, how am I thinking about things? Oh, here I go. I'm saying this dumb shit to myself. <laughs> I'm focusing on things in a weird way. And I have gotten very good at going from not motivated to motivated um, simply by changing what I'm focusing on, what I'm thinking about, okay? And um, I only got to be good at that by becoming aware of this, these subconscious processes, you know? Um, yeah, Sarah says, I don't want to feel like I'm forcing myself. I still struggle with the diet or mindset. Of course, Sarah. And, and again, you know, for, for, now Sarah's in the program, right? So I say, that's normal. Of course, you're still going to struggle. Again, it's like, say, say you just started playing the piano for the first time when you started the program, 
right? And imagine two, three weeks in, you're like, well, I'm still struggling with not knowing where the keys are. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the process of learning. And so I think when you when you start to see things in more context, which I, you know, I always bring up the piano a lot. I like bringing up like musical instruments or learning a language because the way we approach diet and weight loss is it's so fucked. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could come up with a more eloquent word. But it's like we've been inundated with this diet mindset our whole lives, all of us. I mean, millions and millions of diet ads we've seen in our lives. And it causes us to think about weight loss in a very ineffective way. And this is why 95% of people lose weight, put it back on, right? Most people aren't happy with their ability to control their weight. And it's because I believe a big part of it is the way they think about weight loss is as a dieter. And so I think that there's to really master your weight, which is what I'm talking about, is really a lifelong process and it takes a while. Dieting seems easy. I always say like dieting is like a carnival game. You know, if you ever go to the carnival and you like see the games, I always I joke about this, but the one I'm always a sucker for is they, they got that big um, like wicker basket sort of thing and the softball thing. And the guy like you're walking by and he's like flinging it over his shoulder. He's behind his leg, all the rest of it. And he gets it in every time. And you're like, oh shit, I could do that. And then you go and do it and it pops out. Like, what? And you try it again, it pops out. Right. That to me, like, like car- dieting is like carnival games because it's dieting is mostly marketing and it's marketing that is saying we know people that we're appealing to are overwhelmed and frustrated with their weight. They're stressed out. They don't have a lot of time. They're tired. So what we're going to do to sell our diet is we're going to build it around one thing and we're going to make it seem as easy as possible. And I think the funniest example of this to me is, is like the keto thing. And I'm not, I'm not judging whether keto works or doesn't work. But what I'm saying is, just, listen, keto is just, just stopping carbs. It, it's one thing. And so that one thing conceptually seems really easy. It's, oh, shit, I could do that. But then you go to actually do it and you realize, oh, shit, all I do is eat carbs. <laughs> and so the reality is, oh, I have to completely transform how I'm eating. Well, that sounds a lot different than saying, oh, I just need to stop eating carbs. That sounds easy. Completely transform how I'm eating sounds overwhelming. And so all the diets are really built around this one thing kind of um, marketing tactic. Uh, Weight Watchers, just count your points. Uh, Intermittent fasting, just don't eat for 16 hours. It's always this stuff, you know? And so it's, um, we we need to understand that it's a bigger process here, right? Obviously. And so, you, you know, you get this weird diet mindset and it's not your fault. It's been installed into you almost, but it's this weird diet mindset where they're always selling you this fast, instant results approach. And so your time frame of how you think about weight loss is fucked. It, it's crazy. Like you wouldn't think about, like, think about it, right? Because it, it's like if you, if you like eat really well and exercise, you start your diet, you, you better see results in a week, right? You ever like start a diet and you go a week and you don't see results? How long are you going to go for? Maybe two weeks with no results, really. And even the results you're expecting are always outpacing the reality, right? You're thinking three, four pounds a week, probably, you know? And so you stick to your plan for a week. And then like that following week, you're like, oh, I only lost a pound. Oh, right. It feels discouraging, right? It's a, it's a one week, right? Two weeks, maybe, you know, a month. Again, statistically, they say uh, 70, what is it, 76% of people don't make it past a month on a diet. Um, you know, 36% don't make it past a week. Some, some, I might, those numbers sound a little off of me, but they're, but they're pretty accurate, according to Brian Wansing from the Cornell Food Lab. But again, based against your own experience, right? That's the problem. And so if we think about, if you think about weight loss, right, you're thinking in timeframes of days, weeks, months. Now, if we look at a piano, right? Say you want to learn the piano, or you want to learn a language. What? How much are you going to learn in, in a? How much are you going to learn in a week, in a month? 
you know, you know what I'm saying? And if you think most things are like this, dancing, martial arts, any sport, any anything you do, like that's a skill or a hobby, how good are you going to get in a couple of weeks in a month? Right? You know what I mean? But again, when it comes to weight loss, you've got this crazy time frame in your head. And that's something we got to work against, you know? And so um, that's a big part of the process. You know, I'm always speaking to that in the program. But, but yeah, you're doing great, Sarah. And it's just, that's the process. If you can get yourself into... Yeah, I don't want to force myself as well. So when you feel like you're forcing yourself, it's an opportunity to take a step back and say, wait, what's going on here? You know, and we could talk about that later um, in specifics um, with you. But again, when you feel like you're forcing yourself, to me, that's always a flag that goes up in my mind. So let me take a step back and say, because when, when, when you feel like you're forcing yourself, to me, that's an indicator of a conscious subconscious incongruency. And you all have this right now. If you're struggling with your weight, it's because consciously you want to lose weight. You know why you should lose weight. You know you should do it. You know what to do. Um, and you have all the reasons why, but subconsciously you don't want to lose weight. You, you don't. I'm telling you that right now. If you're overweight and you're struggling with it, it's because you don't want to lose weight. You, you'd like to lose weight, right? If you could snap your fingers and be lighter, you would do it. But you don't want to put the work and effort into doing it right now. And I, I think it's just, it, there's nothing wrong with saying that. Because <laughs> again, it helps you identify what the problem is so you can fix it. You know. But, but feeling like, when you feel like you're forcing yourself that to me is a, an opportunity to just take a step back and say, and, and when I feel like I'm forcing myself to do something, that I know I should, I take a step back and I look at the subconscious way that I'm thinking about it. And I like to reframe it so that I feel like I'm not forcing myself. I feel like every part of me is moving in the right direction, you know? Um, but th that's the process, Sarah. So it's so a great job acknowledging that and recognizing it, and then you just keep moving forward with it. Um, P4, all, I don't know how you say that. That was, It makes me think of Paul, but anyways. How can I stop with binges or more like overeating because I sometimes I don't know if I needed that? Um, yeah, yeah, overeating because sometimes you don't know if you needed that. Yeah, again, with programming yourself thin, it, it really works almost opposite of a diet in the sense that if you think about a diet, when you start that diet, you're basically, your idea is that you're going to start perfect on day one and you're going to be perfect until you reach your goal weight. I mean, that's kind of the, the expectation you have at least subconsciously. And program yourself then really is not about that. It's about saying, let's just start off with, let's make it simple. And let's start off with, we'll focus on one kind of habit that's kind of the biggest problem and we'll start focusing on that. But the other side of the process is learning from your mistakes, exactly like you're saying. Um, because you're saying two different things. Binges are one thing that you're aware of, you know, and that's that. But the other thing you're asking is there's a little bit of confusion. You're not really sure when you're hungry, when you're not. And usually the best way to figure that out is afterwards. <laughs> and so that's why in Program Yourself Thin is really built around the Program Yourself Thin technique, which is actually two techniques. It's the redo technique and the rehearsal technique. The redo technique, you review the day. And that's what you would do. You would review and say, did I eat when I wasn't hungry? Did I eat too much? Um, and you really won't know that until afterwards. How did you feel afterwards? Oh, I felt stuffed. I was full. I wish I didn't do that. Great. That's why we do the redo technique to educate yourself, to become aware and to educate yourself. Again, I know you all think that you're aware of everything you're eating and I can promise you 1000% you're not. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions and you would not believe how unaware people are of their behaviors. Your eating is an automated behavior. You know, it's like brushing your teeth. You know you brushed your teeth today, but you don't remember brushing your teeth. It's, it's like that. That's what most of you are. That's what you're like. That's what I'm like. We're all like that's how our brain is built. We're not built to consciously be aware of everything we're doing. I'm pointing to my prefrontal cortex. That's where your conscious awareness is. You're not built to just be like micromanaging every little thing you do all day long. 
And so you need to have this strategy in place where you can review your day and understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. Because you fucking don't. You don't understand why you're doing what you're doing. That's your core problem. You know you don't want to overeat, but you keep doing it. And you think the solution is you just have to enact this willpower to stop yourself. But what, what's embedded in that concept is that you have a subconscious mind that's driving your behavior. Have you ever asked yourself, why are you overeating if you want to lose weight? Why don't you just make the right food choices? You want to lose weight, right? You want to lose weight as much as anything in your life, but you keep making the wrong food choices. Well, how? Why? What part of you is compelling you to do the wrong stuff when you want to lose weight so much? I think that's an important question to answer. And I find most people have no answer to that at all. Short of, oh, I'm addicted to food. Well, what's that mean? What are you going to do with that? You know, well, I'm a sweetaholic. You're not. I mean, you know how many people I've worked with that they start off with that shit? That's their, that's their identity. That's what they think. You know what I mean? Within a week or two, they've moved into a much richer understanding of what's going on. I'll just break it down. You have a conscious mind, a subconscious mind. That conscious part of your mind is the part of you that thinks about losing weight all the time, wants to lose weight, knows why you should do it, knows what you should do, tries to get you to do it. That's where your willpower is. Your subconscious mind is the part of you that runs all your automated behaviors. Your weight is run by your subconscious mind because your eating is a subconscious behavior. Do you not eat the same things day after day, week after week? You're not eating brand new foods every breakfast, every lunch, every dinner. You're not eating at different times of the day all the time. You know what I mean? You've got a routine. You've got a pattern. And it's that pattern that's dry. That, that is what's controlling your weight. And you have almost, you have no ability to change that other than willpower. You've got one tool and no understanding of this, you know? So again, that's, that's a program yourself. This, that, that's what I'm trying to share with you in the videos I make for you, in the training. Again, if you have not gotten the hypnosis session and watched the training, three steps to master your weight. It's free. I just give it to you. But it gives you a different paradigm, a different understanding of how to think about your weight and how to approach it and change it. Because you're flying blind. The idea, oh, I should just eat better. You know what I mean? That's like, I'm, okay, I've never played piano. Oh, I know how to play piano. You just hit the keys in the right order at the right time and boom, you got music. Well, that couldn't mean less. That means nothing. <laughs> You know, and that's kind of in essence where you're at with your weight loss. I got to eat better. I got to cut the sugar back. I got to stop eating so many carbs. Yeah. Well, how are you going to do that consistently? Why do you, if you already, you've known that you're not a robot. I always like say, if you were a robot, you could just type in what you're going to eat all day and you would just do it. I just had a client. She's, she's testing out a strategy. She uses the, um, the Weight Watchers app where, where you're tracking points. And she goes, I've, I've started playing around with inputting my food that I'm going to eat all day ahead of time. So that's great. In a way, that's almost like the rehearsal technique that we use in the program. And um, it, it's just kind of preparing herself to eat these foods. And I think it's great. I'm curious to see how it works out for her. Um, but we all do this to some degree anyways, you know, is that we all, you know what you're going to eat tomorrow. You you know. You know what you're going to eat tonight. Like if you're honest with yourself, you know. Because you what you're going to eat tonight, what have you eaten the last 10 nights? That's probably what you're going to eat tonight. What have you eaten the last 10 Thursday nights? That's probably what you're going to eat tonight. You know, or, or some some like it, right? So if it's a snack, it's a snack. Maybe you switch your snacks up all around. So you see what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be the exact same thing, but it's the exact same behavior, I bet. You'd be a very rare person. It's like, oh, you eat breakfast at 6 o'clock today, and it's, uh, you know, French toast. And then tomorrow you wake up and you eat breakfast at 9.30, and it's, uh, you know, uh, eggs and waffles. And then the next day you wake up at 4 in the morning and you eat breakfast. You're like, no one's doing that. You know what I mean? If you look at your life, you're going to notice there's a pattern to it. And it's understanding that pattern that brings you to the next level. You can Now you can be strategic. 
and you can strategically master your weight. There's no strategy. Listen, keto, intermittent fasting, weight watchers, Mediterranean diet, these aren't strategies, they're tactics. It's one tactic in a vacuum. And the biggest thing they skip is the mindset, but they also miss the lifestyle piece as well. And so you think just knowing what you should do, what, you're just gonna do it? Like why, do you know what I mean? Like, like and let this be the, if you don't believe what I'm saying about not being aware of what you're doing, let this be the, the original kind of point of that is that why, what are you expecting that some Monday is going to roll around where, because I don't know what your diet philosophy you want to follow is. Everyone's got a different one and that's fine, right? They all work if you follow them pretty much. But what do you think in your mind? So you're going to wake up one Monday and be a person who just follows the keto plan perfectly. You're going to wake up one Monday and they're just going to eat a thousand calories every day until you get your goal weight. You know what I mean? You've got this idea that you're going to magically wake up as a different version of yourself who's just going to do everything perfect. And it's not true. And that, that's, again, here, here's your free awareness for the day. <laughs> you're living in this imagination that you're, because I know you're thinking the same plan probably, right? Because you succeeded with Weight Watchers 25 years ago, and so you keep trying to go back to the well, right? It ain't working, but you're going to keep trying it. But what's going to be different? You know what I mean? This is what I'm trying to ask you. This is why you feel so demotivated and frustrated, is you're trying, you keep trying the same plan, and you're not trying to change everything within yourself. You're just trying to get yourself to follow the same plan. And you're missing the big picture, which, of course, is your mindset and your lifestyle pieces. And then the eating comes. But what I'm referring to is what I call the weight mastery pyramid. I'm working on this training. I'm excited to get it out to you because I think this is a quick way to understand the three steps um, process. But um, it's, it, it's again, it's, I make a pyramid shape because of, it, it indicates the importance. The, the most important level is your mindset. Your mindset's affecting your weight more than anything else, more than your genetics, your hormones, your anything your mindset's the most important thing then there's lifestyle what how you're living your life the habits of your life what you're doing day in and day out and then eating and what most people try and do is just change the eating well no shit that's not working and it's never going to work i mean if you just try and change the eating i, I don't know i just don't see it you know but anyways yeah sarah says try keto hated it for sure Eric says, oh, hell, my mind wants to lose 50 pounds in a week with a diet. Yeah, of course, right? That's what I'm trying to say. You, you've got to like, you've got to disconnect from that. You're so impatient with your weight loss. And it's because you've been conditioned to think about your weight loss in a time frame of days, weeks, and months. And with Program Yourself Then, I'm always encouraging you to think in time frames of years, decades, and forever. Because how long you want to keep the weight off for? You know, here, here's another mental mistake you're making is that you subconsciously you think about getting to your goal weight as a finish line and i'm letting you know right now that 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 goal weight is a starting line it's a starting point this is why we program yourself then we start with your maintenance plan right from the beginning because i don't want you to lose weight i want you to live at your goal weight forever on near autopilot those those two goals are completely different even if they sound the same to you they're not they're completely different and so you've lost weight before and then you put it back on are you happy about that weight loss or are you frustrated you see? So the, so the weight loss is not the goal. And in, 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 if you focus on weight loss from the beginning as the only goal, you'll typically choose unsustainable methods. And so great, you lost some weight. I get it all the time on here. Oh, what do you think about water fasting? That's the most extreme example, I guess. But why would you do that? Yeah, you'll lose some weight for as long as you do it. And at some point, you go back to the food and you'll put the weight back on. So what did you do? You know, and, and so we need to reframe how we're approaching this and the reframing of thinking about, I don't want to lose weight. You're right. I want to live at my goal weight forever on near autopilot. I want it to be easy. I want it to be fun. I want it to be exciting and enjoyable. You've never said that. And that's a completely different goal. And that shift alone, it cures a lot because when you start realizing like, I want to live at my goal weight forever, 
you kind of naturally drop the bullshit stuff. You know what I mean? Like the water fast and a thousand calories a day, the, the never eating sugar again, the, the never eating a carb again. Um, you kind of let that go because you say, ah, I don't want to, I never want to eat a carb again. You can go to your fucking cousin's birthday party and be the, the one there who's not eating any cake. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's other things going on here than just losing weight. Thanks, Tanya. Um, and so, so I don't know. There's a lot more going on. But, but anyways, that, that's a point of it. Um, Alex says, I need to find the motivation. Um, okay, here we go. You don't need to find the motivation, first off. Um, you don't need to do anything. You know, people misuse that word need a lot. And um, I would suggest, Alex, that more, more accurately, you would like to find that motivation because you want to get back on track. You felt a lot better. Right. So you mentioned you went on vacation and put 10 pounds on. Now, again, I, I say to you, so what? Right. Because and I say this as someone who put seven pounds on vacation. So I don't give a shit because I know I'm going right back into my normal routine. So when I hear when I hear you say, oh, I put 10 pounds on, it makes me think that the way you're thinking about this whole thing, you think, oh, I'll get back on track sucked. Right. For me, getting back on track was is incredible. Now, I went on vacation, put seven pounds on and then I broke my foot the first Monday I was back and that threw me off for another week with my eating. Now it wasn't as bad as vacation eating. So it's like, I didn't continue to put the money up. I stabilized. I dropped a, a pound or two. Um, but my eating was still way off from what it normally is. But now this week comes back and my eating's a lot more back on track. Cause I love the way I'm eating. And so to me, Alex, what I'm hearing, so the subtext here is that you don't love, you don't love the way you're living and eating when you're losing the weight. And that's what you think at least. And so I would go to work on that. How do you make it easier? How do you make it more compelling? Because I know you want to lose. I know you want to live at your lower weight. You were 10 pounds lighter. You were on that, that path. That felt better, didn't it? Didn't you like that, Alex? That version of Alex better? Wasn't it more fun? Didn't you feel better, more optimistic, more hopeful, more excited? If that doesn't motivate you, you know? Now, again, you're in the program, so go back to the motivation. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I'm serious. You've got a whole fucking, you know what I mean? Like, you know how many people are on here that are not in the program, and maybe they never will be? You've got the, the keys to the kingdom right in front of you, and just because you, you went through it, oh, now it's not working. That's, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, when you're learning something, half of it's being exposed to the information. The other half of learning it is reinforcing the information so that it, it sinks in. There's a thing called the forgetting curve. You got to look it up. It's really interesting because just because you learn information, you lose 70% of it by tomorrow at this time if you don't reinforce it. That's why Program Yourself Thin is all about reinforcement. Program Yourself Thin is delivered through your phone because I know the hardest part is to remember that you're, you're oh yeah, right, I'm, a, I'm becoming a different person. It's, it's hard to remember that because you're stuck and you're, we're all automated. So I deliver the phone, the program through your phone because I know tomorrow morning, I, I don't know you and I, I know, I know for a fact that tomorrow morning you're going to get up and you're going to look at your phone. And when you do, you're going to see a message from me. You're going to click on it and there's going to be a hypnosis session on there, a five minute hypnosis session. Why five minutes? Because that's doable. Five minutes to relax and calm down and hear positive stuff in your mind and get a weight loss mantra put into your subconscious mind to develop this thin mindset. It's amazing, right? So you get 57 days. That each one's a different session. So it's always interesting and unique. And then you get one at night. That's a 10 minute one, right? There's eight of those in the program. Each week you listen to the same one for the week to really drive it home because that's a core weight loss mantra. Okay, that's the reinforcement aspect to it. But Alex, go back and go into the program and go listen to the motivation section and the mindset piece. That, that's the most important piece. And the advantage you have is that you can, you can today, Alex, you could go back in there and in 40 minutes, watch the trainings, go through the questions and you go through two levels. The motivation training I do, it's level one and level two. Level one is pain and pleasure, how to really use those strategically. And level two is intrinsic, extrinsic motivation. 
It's a literal science of motivation. So if you need, if you really need to find the motivation and need to, what do we need to do? We need to breathe. We need to eat. We need to pay taxes. We need to work if we want to make money. Those are needs. So if you mean need, I'll, I'll respect you. You said need. I'm going to respect it. So if you need to, if you need to find the motivation to lose weight as much as you need to breathe and work and pay taxes, then you go into the program and you watch the motivation training. And I guarantee you, you will find the motivation guaranteed. And if you don't, you send me an email and I will literally work with you individually to help you find that motivation. But I guarantee you'll find it if you go through those trainings. So it's, it's right there. So I put the, I'm putting that challenge right back on you. Let's use our words very specifically. Um, Cielo says, just had a baby 11 weeks ago. I'm focused on losing weight. Um, congratulations, Cielos. That's awesome. I hope uh, the baby's healthy and, and happy. I would suggest to you, you're not going to like this, but I'm going to suggest it anyways, 11 weeks out, I don't know if I would focus on the weight loss as much as I would focus on getting myself rest, relaxation, more calm. Okay, so, so again, now that's in service of losing weight. So I want you to lose weight too. But if it was me, I would not make my main focus weight loss because most likely for you, weight loss is associated with more stress. And so for me, having had two kids, I know that that 11 weeks out, <laughs> I'm on 11 years with my son and I'm still recovering. But uh, I would suggest a better focus would be relaxation, sleep and rest when you can get it, calming down. And then, you know what I mean? Focus on those for, for a couple of weeks and then tackle the, the weight loss. But to each his own. And I, again, congratulations on the baby and best of luck with all that. Um, Sarah says, thanks, Jim. So much sense as always. You are welcome. Because I, I love working with you, Sarah, because you, you know what I mean? I know you put the work in. I know, I know you're smart too. But everyone in the program is pretty smart. Um, but, but you've done a lot of work on this. And so I'm always, I'm always very impressed with your ability to, take in new information and, and and let it land you know some people you know you get so you know like, i've been working on this for 10 years and this is what i think i should do and you, get, you start holding on it becomes dogma you're like ah this is what i gotta do and, and i think you're very open to change so so i think that's a, a very beneficial thing for you um it works i've lost over 20 pounds congratulations malka very nice um how do you change your mindset yeah yeah that's the big question right I mean, there's a lot of ways to change your mindset. Um, my, my whole program is basically changing your mindset. There's, there's strategy too. It's not just mindset. You, you can't just change your mindset. Um, I think you, you also need to change your lifestyle and obviously you need to have eating strategies that work for you. Now, my program, I give you, it's a 60-page workbook. It's weight mastery blueprints. It's a mindset blueprint, a lifestyle blueprint, an eating blueprint because I don't think I could just sit here and tell you what I eat. And then say, okay, now we eat like I do. Because I'm a person that likes what I like and you're a person who likes what you like and lives your lifestyle, you know? So I think that's another mistake of most weight loss plans and diets is that they don't know you, you don't know them and they're just giving you this plan and it becomes you trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. And instead, I think it makes more sense to take a little bit of time and figure out what works for you. What, what foods do you like? Which, which foods give you the best results? Which foods are the easiest to prepare? You know what I mean? And so th there's more to this. And so, um, you know, it's the same with the mindset. So the mindset piece, again, you know, in, in Program Yourself Thin, by the way, I always like to say this because I think it's an important point to make. You hear a lot of buzzwords, and I would say some of the buzzwords coming out now um, outside of dieting, when people say, I don't need a diet, I need something, it's got to be more. Diet's not working. Well, you're on the right path. And then they'll say, I need to change my mindset. I need to change my lifestyle. I need a lifestyle change. 
okay, that, that's in the right direction. But it's usually, it's such a vague term for most people. So for me, mindset in the program is six categories. It's six things we go through. It's your motivation, which is the most important thing. That's what we start with. So how do you change your mindset? I'm gonna give you the six categories we go through in the program. The first thing we do is how to change your mindset. So you're, or how to, how to change your motivation. So you're truly motivated, right? And you understand how to do that. The next one is your self image. How do you think about yourself? I believe that your weight is a physical projection of your mental self. I feel like if you're overweight, you think of yourself as an overweight person. And that's ultimately going to dictate your results. You're always going to live up or down to your self-image. And most likely, you never sat down and designed your self-image. You just kind of absorbed it and accepted it from events that happened, people around you, and situations. And so um, motivation, self-image, habits, you know, habits in terms of mindset. What are your habits? What, what habits have you installed into your mind? Most people have brushing their teeth as their healthiest habit that they've installed into their life. I've got 10 of those. And they just run on pretty much autopilot like the toothbrushing does. You got to believe that makes it a lot easier for me to master my weight and my health. So we got motivation, your self-image, um, habits, and then emotions. And emotions is so important. I always think about giving it its own level, but I keep it simple down to three. But, but emotions is so much a part of this game because let me ask you, is, is emotional eating part of the problem with your weight? <laughs> right. Obviously. And so, you know, you have to understand we live in a culture where you've been conditioned to use food as your main emotional management strategy, to feel the emotions you want to feel and to not feel the emotions you don't want to feel. So I feel like learning how to genuinely manage your emotions is a huge part of mastering your weight. So we got motivation, your self-image, habits, the neuroscience of habits, really understanding habits, okay? Because most people are just using willpower to just try and force themselves to do new, th new things. There's no strategy there. Once you understand what habits are and what they are in your mind, um, you can be more strategic and now you have a plan that you're enacting and working, um, motivation, self-image habits, emotions, and then thinking how to think like a thin person. That may have been a bit what you were thinking when you asked that question. And yeah, how do you think like a thin person? We want to break it down. That comes down to the questions you're asking, the literal words you're using, um, the mindset you have. Do you have a growth mindset? Do you understand what a solution-oriented mindset is versus a problem-oriented mindset? These are huge, huge things to understand and to work on developing. And then the final piece is the maintenance. You know, how do you maintain this for the rest of your life? How do you think like a person who's going to maintain this for the rest of your life? You don't think that way. You know, it would be helpful if you did um, right from the beginning. You know, so those are the six categories we go through to change your mindset. Um, I ate bread yesterday and gained two pounds overnight. Wow, Kiki, right? Um, hey, listen, you know, I've been, I've, the biggest shift I've seen in 24 hours for me personally is about five pounds. So there's a lot of things that could go into that, you know? And so, um, again, that, that, that gets into me thinking about weighing yourself more often. I think you start to understand your body. Bodies do funny things. And what, the one thing you'll understand about weight, if you start weighing yourself more, is that you'll realize that weight is very unpredictable and inconsistent which is one of the things that makes it a very shitty thing to focus on for your motivation. And that's like another core problem people have is that they're only looking at the scale as their measurement of if things are working and they're on the right track or not. And that's a horrible scale because that scale, you know, you could eat perfect for a week and the scale could show up no, no weight loss. And now you feel completely destroyed. Even though you felt great the second before you stepped on that scale. You're like, wow, I feel more energized. I feel good. Look, I got some momentum. I'm eating well. I'm enjoying it. It's nice. I feel good. You know, and you feel great, then you step on the scale, and now you feel like shit. You know, so again, I'm not saying don't step on the scale either, by the way. I think that's, that's a whole other conversation. But I think that um, if you start to, you, you know, this may sound weird, but you almost want to make the weight loss secondary. 
You, you want to have other things you're focusing on more. I always say take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. Um, which, I just want to write something down real quick. Oh, I'm not going to have it here. I'm working on a book. And, uh, whoops. Oh, I see. Um, anyway, so, so you want to wrap your weight loss in personal development and make this a process of becoming the best version of you possible. And one part of that is uh, your weight, you know, but, but you need to have more context to it. Anyways, um, Deb, I sent you an email about mindset yesterday. I saw that, Deb, and then I saw you were going to get on the call today, so I kind of waited to see if you're on the call today before I responded to that. Um, but if you don't get on the call today, I will make you a video and respond to that today or tomorrow, and I will get you that. Um, I'm down 60 pounds in one year using him and farting. <laughs> What's your thoughts on diet sodas? I imagine you meant fasting. You might have meant, you might, might be joking. I never know in these lives. <laughs> Assuming you meant intermittent fasting, uh, congratulations. Great job. Um, what's your thoughts on diet sodas? I don't like diet sodas, but my main, the, the, the core philosophy of Program Yourself Then is there's no right or wrong. There is only what works for you. And I, I live and die by this because I've worked with so many people and things I thought would never work, work for them. And so this really come to make me realize that I really want you to start your weight mastery process by really bouncing off against yourself. What works for me? What fits me? Because what works for me is not going to work for you. I, again, I think this is the core problem. The weight loss industry, if you take every diet and put it into one little container, it's basically everyone telling you what to do. And it's like, first of all, that's hard to do because no one ever shows you how to actually do it. But the other piece is maybe that works for you. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it resonates with you. Maybe it doesn't. And so, um, so, but, but that being said, I don't like diet sodas. Um, but if you've used them and they've really helped you get the success you've gotten, then I would say, well, now for you, maybe my diet soda thoughts change, but in general, I don't want to drink diet sodas. I don't want to put that artificial sweetener in my body. Um, not cause I'm worried about cancer. I think that that fear is a little bit overblown from what I've seen, but on a practical level, if you put the artificial sweetener is extremely sweet and what it does is two kind of harmful things. One is that it, when you eat something sweet, it triggers your body to expect calories, right? Because in the real world, if you eat something sweet, there's calories coming. And so you can eat something sweet and your body thinks calories are coming. So it starts releasing more insulin that drops your glucose levels and it may trigger hunger. If it doesn't for you, great, you know? But for a lot of people, what's going to happen is they drink diet sodas and they're going to be hungrier, Okay, that's one thing. The second thing, and this is the big one for me, is that that high level of sweetness is calibrating your tongue for unnatural flavors. So if you're eating this really sweet, sweet artificial sweetener, even if there's no calories in it, when you go and eat some salad or fruits or vegetables, they seem very bland and boring in comparison. And so I don't think anyone argue that. And, and so, you know, th there's that level. And that's probably the thing that bothers me the most about it. Um, but again, I see, you know, to lose 60 pounds using diet sodas, if it's working for you, knock yourself out, you know, but again, I, I would encourage you. I, I think, you know, how could you be, how could you be worse off if you, if you cut the diet sodas down, but again, it's your choice, you know, and always remember that that's the main thing. Um, always been, Kiki says always been thin, but started packing on weight like crazy the last three years. That's interesting. Did anything change? Anything change in your behaviors, your life, anything there? <laughs> she says intermittent fasting. I, I kind of assumed that, you know. Uh, this fasting agreed. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and again, that, what a what a great what a great accomplishment, you know. And and that's see that's what we're looking at, you know. I, I think the a big mistake people make with the weight loss thing is they really think of it as okay, give me the plan and I'll follow it. I need the perfect plan. 
and you think of it as like having the perfect plan is the, the secret. But I would suggest that really what's going on with your weight loss is it's behavioral change. You know what I mean? Like I can almost guarantee that, that most of you out here know enough about what you should and shouldn't eat to lose weight. The problem is can you get yourself to eat that consistently, right? That, that's the problem. You want to eat well and there's some party that compels you to do the wrong thing. How do I deal with that? And so there, there's having the plan, which is part of it, but usually the way bigger part is can I get myself to follow that plan consistently, you know? And so the fact that you stuck with this for a year and you've lost 60 pounds is great. Again, regardless of the strategy you used and intermittent fasting is working for you, great. Um, but, but you've made that change. So great job. You know, that, that's quite an accomplishment. And if you can do that, you can create all sorts of changes in your life. Um, Sarah says, I drink carbonated water now instead of diet soda. I honestly don't miss it. Now I'm used to it. And, and that's a great point, Sarah. And, and I think for anyone, you know, we, we habituate to whatever, you know. So, so me, again, I just drink water and coffee pretty much and beer and wine sometimes on the weekends. Um, but for me, like if I was a soda drinker and I used to drink a bit of soda, you know, it, it was there pretty regularly. Um, it wasn't hard for me to wean myself off of that, but, uh, if I was struggling with it, if I, I know some people love the seltzer, the carbonation, and there's a lot of options, the natural flavors, they're low calories. Um, yeah, it seems fine. Again, listen, weight loss is a war. I, I, I tend to think of it that way. And so anything that works for you, use it. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, yeah, if you can, the more you can systematically shift over to healthier, more natural, less processed things. I feel like the better off you are um, consistently. You know, that, that's a belief I have, you know. But anyways, that, that's, a, that's a great, great accomplishment anyways. 60 pounds is pretty considerable, and um, that's very impressive. And again, it's mostly impressive to me because it's a big change of behavior. You know, that, that's a big deal, you know. Lost the 60 pounds in six months. Wow, okay. Kept it off for six months and eliminated first sodas two months ago. That's great. That is great. And now I'm more impressed with the six months of keeping it off. Oh, you stopped diet sodas. Yeah, sure, sure. I, um, I, how could that not help you? You, you know what I mean? Again, I, I say that knowing that there's always outliers and, and remember that. Um, you know, one of the things that really will drive that point home, there's a thing called the weight registry study. And um, it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a database of people that have lost weight. I, I think it's over 30 pounds and kept it off for at least two years. And they just kind of survey them about different things that they've done. And one of the interest, okay, so it's a, it's a database of people that have successfully lost weight and kept it off. And what you find is that, yeah, most of them ate breakfast, but some of them didn't and still succeeded, right? Uh, most of them weighed themselves every day, but some of them didn't and succeeded. So again, if you can really, you know, this is such a, it's going to sound crazy, I bet, but if you can have more faith in yourself, right? Like, like trust yourself. I know right now you probably don't trust yourself. If you struggle to lose weight, you, you absolutely don't trust yourself. But I think real weight mastery starts by trusting yourself and realizing that maybe you say, oh, I hate keto. I'm, I'm, I'm t I don't have to do keto. <laughs> you know, like, I'm just picking keto. If you love keto and you think it works for you, great. But if you're tried keto five times and you hate it and you dread doing it again, let it go. You know what I mean? Like there's so many ways to lose weight. And I think the more you build those ways around ways that resonate with you, you start to develop a real one of a kind system for yourself. And I think if you, if you walk this path each and every day, you tweak it and optimize and make it better. And again, if you can get break out of that short term time frame and start thinking, where could you be a year from now? If you really honor yourself and build around a strategy that works for you, that resonates with you, where would you be one year from now? Not just with your weight loss, but in terms of having strategies that you believe in, 
You know, that's where I'm at. That I, I try and convey that as much as possible. Yeah, I lost 50 pounds, but that's not, I don't care. I, anyone can lose weight. I, I know it's hard to do. I'm not saying it, it's, I know it feels hard, but the real, the real goal is to keep it off. So yeah, I lost 50 pounds. You want people want to hear about that. But to me, the real story is how did I keep it off for 30 years? That's, that's what you want to be knowing. That's what you want to be asking me. And the way I've done that is, again, I've, I've transformed my mindset, my lifestyle so dramatically in my eating. And now I live a lifestyle. I think in a way, I live a lifestyle and I eat in a way that I absolutely love because it's all built around me. And I love it so much, I can see myself doing it forever. And I also know that I'm going to keep tweaking and optimizing and just keep, keeps improving and better. And that's fun too because it's that's a part of human nature. We always want to progress and get better. This is why a lot of people struggle with weight loss once they've lost the weight is I think that you know most people have an overweight mindset and a diet mindset. They have no healthy, thin, healthy mindset. And so I think that having this overweight diet mindset, people go into the diet mindset, okay, now I lost the weight, but what are you going to do now? You can't keep losing weight. And I think they trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down. And then the scale stops going down and now they got no pleasure. So you got to account for that. And I've, one of the best ways I've seen to account for that is to turn this into a process of personal development, not just weight loss. The weight loss is almost a side effect. Because for me, I, I haven't lost weight. Again, I won blip 12 years ago, but, but over 30 years, I've pretty much been the same weight. So I can't, I can't look towards the weight loss as a motivator. I, I've lost it. So how do I stay motivated to eat this way and live this way and all the rest of it? Well, I, I've, I've reframed it as a process of personal development. And that personal development path is one that's always evolving and growing and changing and getting better. Even though my weight's staying the same, my health's improving, my happiness is improving, my mindset's improving, my, my lifestyle habits are improving, my energy's improving. And I'm always, and, and that's, our brains are built for that. We, we love progress, improvement, something to look forward to. You know, so if the weight stops going down, you say, okay, well, I got, oh, now what? Well, there's emotions to work on. There's your energy levels. There's your flexibility. There's your strength. There's your balance. There's your, you know, your emotional management. There's all this other stuff. And so if you stay focused on those things, it's exciting. I'm, I'm part of what drives me pleasure wise is the excitement of when, where am I going to be five years from now? You know, I look back five years ago and I'm like, holy shit, I would have never imagined. I would have never imagined the things I'm doing right now, you know? And, and it's like, it's, it's so exciting to me. And that drives me to say, oh my God, where are we five years from now? Where are we 10 years from now? It, it's exciting. And that's where my motivation's coming from. That's what I was trying to talk to you about earlier. Yes, I got the pain of, I don't want to have a heart attack like my dad, but really where that's like 10% of my motivation that I'm focusing on day to day. 90% of it is how much better can things get? I'm feeling great and I just want to keep feeling better. And my, my mind is obsessed with that and I love it. And I think that's a much better mindset and approach than I just want to lose weight. Okay, we lost the weight, now what? Uh, I just got to live. I guess I'll just have to die forever. You just know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just, it's missing a lot of that juice and that excitement. And it doesn't have to, you know, that's the thing. Um, yeah. So you stop diet sodas. Yeah. I, I, I think congrats. I mean, how can you not be better off not eating, putting that shit in your body? I, I'm, it's just gotta be better. I would think, um, went from 222 to 162. Wow. And an absolute new person, physically, mentally, emotionally. Congratulations. That, that's a great accomplishment. I love that. Love that. Very good info today, as always. Thanks. You're welcome, Lynn. Hey, Don, what's up? Some days we want macaroni and cheese, and that's okay. It's what we mostly do that counts. I'll get you, Don. You're good, Don. Yeah, that's right. It's what we do mostly, right? Your weight's an average, and, and that's an important thing to remember because you're going to mess up sometimes. But one day of messing up is as impactful on your weight as one day of eating great. 
<laughs> one day of eating great doesn't do shit, right? And one day of eating wrong, like if, if it's just one day, isn't going to do anything either. Again, it's, it's the what happens the day after. I always like to say, you know, in politics, it's not the crime, it's the cover up. In weight loss, it's not the binge, it's what you do afterwards that, that's really dictating things. So, um, again, I, I always say this that the number one skill you need to develop to master your weight, the number one weight mastery skill, is the ability to get back on track quickly. You know, this flies in the face of all that dieting because dieting, you, you subconsciously think you have to be perfect to get the results you want. And so I'm sitting here telling you that's not true because you're in a long enough time frame, you're never going to be perfect. So the real skill is being able to get back on track fast. But before you, you know, next thing you know, it's a week I'm off track. Oh, it's a month. Oh, shit. Now it's a year. You know, that's where the problems come from. And so if you can get back on track quick, you know, the mistakes are no big deals, you know, and then if you can learn from them as well, you're even better off. Right. So. All right, everyone, I got to get out of here. Um, thank you so much. I appreciate you all being here. Again, if you haven't yet, um, go to my my bio, click that link, and get that hypnosis session. Okay, it's free. It's free hypnosis session. It's the new Thin Me. Um, it's a kickstart session. It'll help you kind of kickstart your motivation, right? Um, and then right after that, I bring to a page those three steps to master your weight. Watch it. Again, it'll give you a new paradigm and concept of how to master your weight. It's really useful. And then I email you a bunch of great stuff, all for free. Um, if you want to work with me, you know, I have, I have a coaching program as well. You can learn about it at programyourselfthin.com. Um, and if you want to get started, we got a call coming up in an hour and a half. You know, you can work with me today. Um, and uh, the podcast is Program Yourself Thin. Uh, YouTube's Jim Katsoulis. And uh, yeah, thank you, everyone. Have a great day, and we'll talk soon. Bye.